Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Dave Muller Show. Softy. Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen. Got to be bobblehead night for the 19th time this week tomorrow against Colorado. Dave Softy Muller. By the way, those uh, 37 one-run games that Neil Scott mentioned there in the headlines, the Mariners are 17-20 and 20 in their 37 one-run games. Did so you, uh, part of the reason why they're where they're at. Did you also notice they're going against three lefties in this four-game series? Mm. I was reading through some of the uh, fantastic notes that they provide to us in the Mariners game notes. Mm. They lead the majors in home runs against lefties, 52. Okay. Okay. Next highest is Chicago with 42. Okay, but there's a but coming. But they're 14 and 23 Oof. against left-handed starters. You know what? That's like Roseanne Barr. That's a big-ass butt right there, that's baby. That's a big that's butt. That's a big-ass butt. They also, butt. by the way, there's only one team in the American League that's blown more saves than them. One team, and that's the White Sox. The M's have now blown 17 saves, second most in the American League. Uh, and speaking of all the lefties that you said they hit bombs off of this mm-hmm. year, I got to tell you, and we'll talk to Kruger about this at 420, we made a big deal yesterday about James Paxton's opponent on base percentage, batting average, all that crap against righties. Boston had seven righties in the lineup last night, and James Paxton shut them down. One run, eight innings. Hey, I'll take it. All right, I'll take it. And, and I had t- people telling me they prefer Wade Miley over well, James Paxton. Well, that's just stupid people, all right? There's uh, no yes. stupid opinions, only stupid people yes. or something like that. Second, but huh? the point is, is that this offense, and I'll bring this up with Bill and get his thoughts on it. This offense, I still think, Kevin, is too good to be making life that difficult for a guy that pitches his ass off the way he did last night. All right, any lineup that includes Leonis Martin, Seth Smith, Nelson Cruz, Kyle Seeger, Robbie Cano, should not be making a guy's life that miserable when he goes out there and pitches his guts out against the great hitting team in the Boston Red Sox. I, I heard a stat driving home last night on the game. Uh, I think it was from Rizzi. It may have been Simsy. Uh, that the first four hitters in the Red Sox lineup are hitting like a combined 320. Something ridiculous like that. It's incredible. And this guy shut them down last night. Makes one mistake. One pitch. One mistake. And it ends up being a huge difference maker along with C-Sex bomb in the ninth. All right, Richard Sherman uh, speaking with the media. I, I've always been curious to know, hey, Richard, uh, what's going to happen if the Seahawks give Michael Bennett more money? How would you and your teammates react to all that? I think that's in here as well. Richard Sherman visiting with the media after practice after day four of camp. Um, yeah, it's really intense. It's training camp. Um, you know, a bunch of young guys fighting for a spot. Uh, obviously, we got a ton of young guys. I think Pete said we had 63 guys that are practice squad eligible or something like that. And, um, you know, they, they kind of take the lead from the older guys, and we set the tempo, and they follow. Did Pete's message after practice have to do with that intensity and keeping um, It wasn't anything negative. He enjoyed it. He liked it. You know, um, obviously, he doesn't want the quarterback getting touched. You know, they have one play. But outside of that, you know, Pete loves it. Pete, Pete'll, Pete's the kind of guy that will be like, come on, I don't know. Good job, good job. You know, kind of deal. You mentioned young guys. What are you seeing out of that group of corners that you're working with right 
Out of a group of corners, they're hungry. They're, they're eager, eager to learn. They're coachable. Um, and that's what you can appreciate about, about those guys. They, they come out here and they're, they're not ears closed, you know, locked in like that. They're open to, to, to being coached, to being corrected, to, to learning from their mistakes. And anytime guys are willing to do that, they're going to be great players. They're going to develop. They're going to, they're going to make more plays than, than they get made on them. And that's what you're starting to see. You're starting to see these guys grow the way they're supposed to. How would you characterize Darrell coming into his fourth year? Um, he's an he's a incredible athlete. Um, he's, a, he's, he's going to be a great ball player. As I, I continue to stand by what I've, what I've always said. He's going to be better than me by the time it's all said and done. The kid's a player. Um, he just needs to put it all together. Um, and hopefully this season, health, you know, he can stay healthy, and it'll be, it'll be a fantastic year for him. How tough has it been seeing him have to deal with that? It's been frustrating. It's been frustrating. Um, it's, been, it's been tough to watch because, um, you know, me and him spend a lot of time together. Um, I invest a lot of time, you know, kind of helping him, teaching him, helping him learn. And, you know, the kid works hard. And it's just unfortunate, you know. You, you get things like dislocated toes. You know, that's not that's not from, you know, lack of working out or training hard. You know, that's that's genetic. You know, that's that's just your feet doing what they do and 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 being messed up. And so hopefully everything comes together like it's supposed to, and it'll be good. When he's at his best, what is it that he does that has everybody so high on him? It's it's it, it the the shorter the shorter list of things he doesn't do well, which is which is almost nothing. You know, he can keep up with anybody, he can jump with anybody, he can stop with anybody, he can move with anybody. You know, it's at at, at six three and some change. You know, two hundred pounds to move as fluid as he does. Um, there 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 are very few people in the league who move as smooth as him. I I'd say you know Patrick Peterson is the only person that kind of comes to mind with the fluidity in which he moves. Um, but I'd say Thorough you know kind of kind of gets vertical a little more. Um, he can jump out of this world. I don't know what his vertical was at the combine or whatever, but he probably jumped at 42, 43 inches. Um, so, you know, there's no jump balls. He can't win. Sure. How do you feel? It's, you know, you're not a kid anymore. You're, you're certainly one of the veterans. And how do you feel like coming into camp and just physically? I feel great. I feel great. You know, um, you're six now. You know, you've been here the whole time. <laughs> um, it feels great. You know, I, my body feels good. Obviously, you know what to expect. You know what's expected of you. You go out here and try to lead these kids. You, you go out here and try to enjoy every day and understand it's a blessing to be able to play this game and to, to be able to do what you love every day, and, and that's what I appreciate. You appreciate the little things. You know, I appreciate my son being able to come out and watch me practice and run on the field, and, and, and you know, that's what, that's what I try to have him so young, you know, so he can see me, you know, before I'm, you know, 35 and barely walking. <laughs> have you had to change the way you prepare in the offseason to get you know, the body changes over time. Um, to some, just just more educated on, on what it takes to be prepared for when training camp comes. You know, you got you you see a lot of these young guys. You know, training videos. You know, training like they're training for the combine. You know, and it's March. You know, our season sometimes doesn't end until February. You know, I'm not going to be breaking my neck in March when I know the season isn't until September. Your body goes through 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 peaks and valleys. You know, even when you're training, you you, you reach your peak and then you start to level off. You you got to beat your body up, beat it, beat it down, beat it down, and then you get back up to a peak. And you don't want to be peaking in in June when the season's in September. So that's that's what I've learned throughout the years. Sam's here from the beginning. What does that do? The continuity of the group moving forward, and getting ready for the season. It's everything. It's everything. I mean, Cam being here, Mike B being here. Um, even with the, the contract situation he's dealing with, it's fantastic. Um, that's why you can see the energy different from last year. You can see the guys moving different. There's more chemistry. There's more unity. There's more continuity, as you said. Uh, guys are just guys are ready. You know, guys are, are season ready. We could play tomorrow if it, if, it, if we had to, um, at least with the first unit. And and that comes from just guys playing together, seeing each other, respecting each other, loving each other, and appreciating one another. How does that, how does that switch? <laughs> 
how do you go from an, an athlete who's trying to get all he can when he can, earning wise, to winning the team for Where did that switch? Uh, it, I don't think it ever flips. You know, it's always it, those those things can go hand in hand because um, we want that for him as well. We want we want him to get everything he can get. We want everybody to get everything they can get because this game this game takes as much as it gives. Honestly, you know, it takes a lot. It takes a toll on the body. It takes a toll on the mind. Um, so we want everybody to get as much as they can. But we also understand it's a business. It's understand the way our organization is run. You know, there's certain certain things that you got to do. Certain things you got to show up and you got to show good faith. And that's what what what, what they're both doing right now. And we appreciate that. How much was Cam missed at this point? You're not having it here. What did that do for you guys? Um, it, it it was a tough camp because Cam and Earl were both sitting out. You know, it was just it's just a different feel when 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 all of us aren't together. Um, you know, not to say we we're we're any more valuable than anybody else, but it's just a different feel when everybody's out there and we're moving, we're shaking. The energy's different. The energy's, you know, there's more enthusiastic. There's there's guys understanding and trusting one another. When you get younger guys out there who are unfamiliar with situations and you. Then you second guess in some situations. You're like, oh, is he going to be there? Is he not going to be there? You know, there was a play today on the post ball where I knew exactly where Earl was going to be. Earl knew exactly where I was going to be. It wasn't it wasn't a guess. It wasn't a, you know, it, it was knowledge. It was years of playing together, years of being in very intense situations and, and trusting. So, so those things kind of go away when you're going with another guy. You try to build that chemistry. There's been this perception that if they did something with, with Mike, that then you or Earl or somebody goes back and says, hey, what, hey, what about me kind of thing? Is that, is that an over overplayed fear? I, 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 I don't know. You know, I, you know, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty happy to be here, happy with, but, you know, more is more. More is more, says Richard Sherman. Hmm. You know, I, I was more intrigued by what he said about Camp Chancellor being out last year and Earl Thomas and all that stuff. And uh, I don't know, man. I mean, Nick Foles was 18 for 27 for 300 yards and a passer rating of 115 against that Cam Chancellor-less Seahawks secondary and just got let go a couple of weeks ago. Rodgers threw for 250 and two touchdowns, passer rating of a buck 17, which were numbers way over the Seahawks average versus what they did the rest of the year. So uh, it is a good feeling uh, to not have that nonsense to worry about and just worry about actually the offensive line and actual position groups getting better and guys getting coached up and not worry about contracts. But I do think that the perception of the uh, precedent thing, that this is going to mess the whole football team up, if you give Michael Bennett more money, I don't believe that to be the case at all. Hey, by the way, the ultimate football fan flyaway is here. Uh, You can enter at sportsradiokjr.com. Come back here uh, starting on Monday from 6 to 6. If you hear your name called, uh, call back within 15 minutes, is that right? And mm-hmm. we'll throw you in the hopper for a trip to watch the Hawks take on Arizona in Glendale, courtesy of Delta Airlines and VenueKings.com. I do want to spend some time talking about how there may have been some good news today for Earl Thomas. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm talking about a little bit later on today in the show. Uh, but coming up next segment, Bill Kruger. And by the way, for all those people that enter the contest between now, and we'll extend it until 4.30. How's that sound? The next 15 minutes if you enter the football flyaway contest. How about 4.29? How about 4.31? Why not while you we're at it? Let's go bananas here. Oh. Uh, anybody who enters uh, to win that trip to Arizona in the next 15 minutes or so, we will give you a chance as well to win a twosome at Kayak Point tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock with myself and head pro Steve Stenzlin. So jump on the web and get yourself entered at sportsradiokjr.com. Bill Kruger.
Coming up next on 950 KJR. Kruger graduated from McMinnville, Oregon High School. There are many guys from McMinnville High in the big leagues. Baseball with Bill, brought to you by VenueKings.com. Ox tickets, home or away. Baseball tickets, concerts, they've got them all. For all your ticket needs, go with a trusted source in Seattle. VenueKings.com. All righty. Oh. You know, just when you think the M's are kind of maybe putting a little something-something together, they go out and do something like that on Sunday and Monday. Good grief, man. I'm not sure if our next guest, courtesy of VenueKings.com, is our baseball expert or if he's a psychologist, because I could use both right about now. Our buddy Bill Kruger, courtesy of VenueKings.com, joining us right now on the radio program. Billy, how are you, pal? I'm good. I'm good, as best I can be. Yeah, uh, Sunday pretty much stunk, and then last night pretty much stunk, and now Steve Ciszek has lost his job as the closer to Eddie Diaz. Uh, I don't know. Where do you want to start? We got Felix on Sunday with the control problems in the fifth inning, walking five guys. We got Paxton pitching his guts out last night, Ciszek blowing the save. Uh, You tell me what's the top of mind for you, pal. Well, I think the two the two games, the aforementioned two games, really stung. I mean, the loss in Chicago, just when you thought they had captured uh, some momentum on Saturday with that huge win when they beat Chapman, uh, and then to come in on Sunday and play a team that basically, in a sense, kind of played you with one arm tied behind their back and beat you yep. with uh, pitchers pinch hitting, with pitchers pinch hitting, with pitchers in the outfield for innings on end, and they beat you. You know, that, that really hurt. Um, and then last night, kind of a, a victim of circumstance, a tremendous performance by Paxson. I mean, I think he's got the spot that he needs to throw out of. Uh, you know, what uh, what Mel Stoudemire Jr. and, and uh, James have done, they found the sweet spot for his arm, and now it looks like he's got the best of both worlds. He's able to gain the velocity uh, that he found by dropping his arm angle, and yet bringing it up a little bit without becoming the teeter-totter, yep. now has the angle he needs to execute uh, off-speed pitches and create downward angle on his fastball, and you see what happens. Well, I mean, He was electric. Oh, so, he was phenomenal. Uh, and, 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 Bill, not just that, but also, let's face it, doing it against one of the better hitting lineups in baseball and a lineup that's chock full of right-handed hitters, and we know about Paxton's problems this year against righties and I don't know, man. I mean, there's frustration there for me that this guy goes out and plays the way he does and pitches the way he does against an opponent like that and then, you know, gets zero run support, number one. I mean, in in his last three starts, the M's have scored four runs for this guy combined. And then number two, for the second time in five starts, Steve Ciszek goes out and blows the save. But I don't know. You know, I want to be mad at somebody, but I I don't know who to be mad at. Who should I be mad at? (laughs) I'll tell you there. I think that uh, games like last night happen where you just have to appreciate how well Paxton pitched. Uh, the day and age where uh, you start your business and you finish your business is over as starting pitchers are concerned. You almost have to have a magical kind of thing where you're overpowering, but yet pitch efficient. That's yeah. the only way you get to the finish line. It's got to be almost the magic, magic moment in today's game. So you know that you're there for a certain amount of time, and then the game becomes a bullpen game. And the Mariners have struggled in the bullpen game ever since. Uh, you know, the first two months they were they were terrific, and then since then it's been it's been tough. Yep. And I think for Steve Ciszek, uh, you know, he's he's uh, fallen on harder times. Uh, it, it, performances have gone uh, from from being inconsistent to being poor. I think that it was probably not 
I don't know what the right word is, fair for him to take a plane flight and get zero sleep and then have to go back and do the Groundhog Day last night after what happened to him in Chicago. Mm. Um, but I think as the smoke clears, uh, you know, personally, I think it's tough. Uh, you know, as, as I evaluate closers to have a guy that throws that flat arm slot, uh, for me, you know, you need a balance between left-handed and right-handed uh, uh, ability to get outs. Yeah. And I think that he lacks there. I think he's much better suited in the seventh and eighth inning, but he's getting paid like a closer. And he's proven that he can do it. He didn't do it here because he's had a lot of ups and downs. Right. He's a strike thrower. Uh, for the most part, you can see the confidence wane. And uh, you saw it last night. He just hadn't had a chance to regroup from what happened to him in Chicago. And he also got handed the, 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 the slip that says, you got to go see the principal. And the principal says, you're not the closer anymore. And then lo and behold, you're in the game, kind of a double whammy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it just was, it just was the inopportune moment for him to go back and take uh, a different role on in a critical moment in the game. Bill, let me, fair. Bill, let me go back to what you just said there. Bill Kruger again with us. Uh, first of all, the, the Mariners and Cubs on Sunday night was at five o'clock ends at you know, what, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, whatever local time. Team probably gets home at 2 o'clock in the morning, maybe in bed Later. by 3 or 3.30, whatever, 4 o'clock in the morning probably. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought, and, and look, Kevin will tell you this. I said this before the game last night, so this has nothing to do with the way the game went. I thought it was ridiculous the Ames even played a game last night. Uh, I don't think baseball should be doing that to these guys, but yeah. whatever. Uh, but are, are you telling me that if you were Scott Service, you would have maybe just woken up on Monday and just given C-Sheck the night off entirely? Possible, but you know you're sort of looking. You look at your, uh, you know, what you have on hand, and you know Scott went with what he felt was his, the best hand he could play after he had made the decision to take to take Steve out of the closer role. So I mean, it's easy for me to say that because you know hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But it just felt to me like you know when you're in that kind of a place where it it just unro- unravels so massively the way it did. It was a crushing defeat yeah. on Sunday that that it would have been great for him to have you know, uh, a day or so to kind of adjust to where he's going to be sitting and uh, get himself mentally prepared to uh, tackle those big right-hand hitters in the seventh and eighth inning where he could be really, really terrific. I mean, I don't know where the numbers are today, but I know coming into the Chicago game, right-handers were hitting a buck 43 off him. I mean, he's tough on righties, uh, despite the up-and-down uh, performances of late in the closer role. Um, but that's where they had to play their hand. Uh, right now, uh, they're a little shy out there. Right. Uh, Drew Storm has, has not proven that he can grab the ring. you got Carnes on the DL. you got Will Humphrey, who's never been in the 7th and 8th. They just brought him in to kind of pitch him even and behind games. Uh, Nick Vincent's not available yet. So, you know, you start counting the faces, and, mm. and you know, C-Sheck looks like the guy that's come in and get, you know, right-handers out in that situation. And so you can't fault. Scott service for what he chose to do based upon people that were available to him. And I'm sure that C-Shack told him, hey, look, skip, give me the ball, man. I'm ready. Right. Because you know, that's the right thing to say, right? right. He's a competitor. Yeah. And yep. so, uh, you know, particularly a guy that, you know, has gone through a he just that's the way he's going to approach it. So, um, you know, we can kick ourselves all over the place about that game. I mean, I think the, the, the Sunday game was, or the, yeah, the, the, the Saturday I'll get my days in the stuff. Sunday game in Chicago, the, the six nothing game. game. Chicago, right. yeah. When they're playing yeah. with twenty two guys and yeah. and all the circumstances that came down that game, I know mean, that was that was 
That was ugly. That was brutal. Uh, Bill Kruger, again, courtesy of VenueKings.com, is our guest. Uh, Mariners will take on the Red Sox tonight, tomorrow, Thursday, uh, to wrap up the four-game series. Wade LeBlanc goes tonight against David Price. Iwakuma uh, against Rick Porcello tomorrow. And then the new guy that the M's got in the Wade Miley deal, uh, Miranda versus Pomerantz on Thursday before the M's take on the Angels for three for Griffey weekend starting Friday. Saturday and Sunday. So uh, let's, Bill, go back to the trade deadline. I want to chat about Felix Hernandez in a second. I want to chat more about Paxson in a moment. Uh, But they do give up Wade Miley, who has a great start Saturday, and they get a Cuban kid, Ariel Miranda. He's 27 years old. He's starting Thursday, by the way. Service announced that about an hour. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. hour ago at the new guy, Ariel Miranda, will get the start. And I guess there's some people out there wondering why the Mariners traded Wade Miley in the first place, and my reaction was because he's not very good and he's making $9 million next year. And they had a chance to get out from under that contract. Uh, what, what was your take on that deal? Was that the right move by DePoto, or would you have rather, uh, instead of getting Miranda, just maybe hung on to Wade Miley? Well, this is uh, where you get paid the big bucks to do, is uh, make decisions that, that are correct at the right moment and are correct for the short term and long term. Uh, Wade Miley has had a very inconsistent season. He has not delivered based upon what the club thought he could do for them. Now, if you look at his performances of late, I mean, he's pitched much better. Uh, he had two solid performances before the brilliant performance in Chicago. Looked like, again, they made an adjustment in his delivery. He's able to stay back better. He's going above his head. He's sinking the ball more. He looks like he's turned the corner. That's probably what Baltimore saw. Uh, the Mariners had to have made a decision that uh, – that's exactly what the way you laid it out, that they are looking at the $8 million that they would have to pay him next year, along with the remaining of the remaining salary this year. That's money already spent, but they're going to be able to reallocate that money towards something else next year. Yeah. Uh, the, the question becomes, do you have the right five that you feel can go out and chase the wild card down because you're still have, you still have to think that way with the position the club was in. And after the the great win on Saturday, it felt a little deflating, right? Now, Miranda, I saw him a little bit. He's a a good-looking left-handed pitcher. He's got a good arm. But again, I mean, if you're looking at it straight across from value to value, two teams that are fighting for a playoff position, if Miranda was that good, they'd bring him up and put him in the rotation, right? So I think you have to sort of look at it that way, too. Uh, the Mariners being someone that's got a lot of control, that could be a starter, reliever, we'll see him as a starter. Um, 
and they don't see Miley as part of their future. This was the opportune time to move him. Yep. I think that at some level you lose something because Miley had started to sort it out. And if he indeed has sorted it out, he could have helped you the last few months take a run at what you're trying to do. Because you get Walker back, you feel like uh, you've got a fighting chance to, to make a big run. Should I keep asking you about Felix every week? You, I you feel like, I feel like I ask you about Felix every week, and it's not really changing as far as what's happening with him. I mean, five walks on Sunday. He had that fifth inning where he walked three and hit a guy. Uh, just the controls just totally lacking in a lot of, re- of uh, regards. Uh, gives up a home run to a pitcher in his last start. Look, obviously we're all hoping this turns around, and I think it will turn around. But uh, anything new to add, I guess, to the conversation regarding Felix Hernandez and what happened Sunday? Well, he battled out of a tough situation early in the game. And then uh, he, what I saw with him is kind of the new world he's in. I think that, uh, you know, he's come back from, from a pretty significant injury to his to his calf. And I think he's just lost leg strength. And uh, some of that has affected his ability to, uh, to execute, to have the kind of leverage you'd like to see him have. And I think with that, his fastball velocity vis-a-vis his changeup and his other pitches has been affected. He's lost some because of the time off. And I think it puts more pressure the way he pitches today with the velocity that he has, puts more pressure on his fastball command. Hmm. When you look at everything that Felix does and you grade him from 1 to 10, he's a 1 in so many categories. The complement of pitches, the batting average against, the movement, the incredible ability to strike people out, swing and miss ability of his changeup and his curveball and his slider, the success he's had, the durability. Uh, you go through the list. He's got so many ones it's hard to keep track. The one area that he's always been a little bit weak is fastball command. And that's the idea that you're trying to say, okay, I want to throw a fastball on the inner third. I want to throw a fastball on the outer third. I want to climb the ladder. I want to climb the ladder away. I want to climb the ladder in. That's never been his super strength, Okay. He depends on uh, the variety of pitches, the unpredictability, the supreme confidence in those pitches, the ability to disguise them with tremendous uh, delivery and, and the, the way his front side works and all these different things, uh, the amazing competitor he is. We can go down a list of things, but right now, because of that, he's not able to throw his change up and get people swing and miss at it any time. Right. So it puts more pressure on his fastball, and he has to be able to get ahead with his fastball. And his fastball command... His stretches is good, but it has to get better. And that's why his pitch counts just didn't shoot up. People are being patient with him. When we saw him at his best, people didn't want to get to two strikes. They didn't want to get embarrassed. So they were swinging early in the count. So uh, these are all the things that have piled up on him. He gets a bit of a hall pass. He's missed two months. Uh, He's seen some pretty good competition in the games that he's pitched in. And he's close. Uh, the defense, I mean, there were three plays that killed him in that game that chewed into his pitch count. Yep. And then I think sometimes he says to himself, no matter what, I'm not going to give in. I'll just turn the page and get the next guy. My defense is not playing as well as I would like them to, and so it's on my back to control the game. I have to get them all out all by myself, and that's a lot. And I think that's what he tried to do. It chewed into his pitch count. He just kept trying to make that great pitch. And uh, it, it slipped away from him, but he still put the team in a position to win, which he's done every time he's been out so far this year. And I, you have to believe that he's going to pitch better. And All right. I believe he will. Yep. No, I'm with you as well. Uh, but <laughs> they, they, they need him to get back yes, to that spot like yesterday. Uh, Bill Kruger, again, is our guest. That and Taiwan Walker, obviously, are two big things.
Before you go, uh, the Edwin Diaz promotion, I guess, if you will, by default to closer. Number one, is that the right guy in your mind to take Cishek's spot? And if Edwin Diaz closes out four of the next seven games and looks like a flamethrower, phenomenal second coming of Rivera, uh, Jeff Reardon, Lee Smith, whatever, uh, is it possible that Edwin Diaz has just taken over the closer job for the foreseeable future? Or is this about just giving C-Sheck a little bit of a break and that job goes back to him no matter what happens? Anything can happen. When you've been, uh, you, you, you take that closer role, and if you run with it, and uh, there's reason to believe that he will, I mean, it's a different spot in the game. And uh, there's a little bit more pressure. We saw him get a little amped up in the Chicago game where he had a little trouble settling down. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's so new to the league pitching in general that asking him to have that role where there's so much more attention paid and that, he's, that he is the net of safety uh, for the team uh, is daunting and challenging. Uh, but I think that if he grabs the rein and he pitches well like he has in the setup role, he may never relinquish it. Now, I think that it's fair to say that Pichette could get his, his, uh, his game going again. And if uh, Diaz has any, any bit of a, uh, of a letdown, that, that Pichette could go back into that role. But I think it is a, it's an open opportunity yeah. for Diaz to grab it and run with it. Agreed. Everybody in baseball is looking for a guy like him. Yeah. And if he can throw strikes, throw two pitches, and be a guy you can control in the closer role for a very long period of time, which allows you to deploy resources to other parts of your team. Mm-hmm. And just the fact is, if he's what we think he can be, and it's pretty exciting. You know, it really is. I, I certainly can understand how CSEC feels. And, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's the big league. You know, he's got a tremendous track record as a closer. He had a lot of good stretches this year. You know, the competition is where it is today, and that's what the club has to do. Hey, by the way, before you go, uh, Bill Kruger, VenueKings.com from Root Sports. Uh, on this day, 25 years ago in Mariner history, any idea what happened on this day, August 2nd of 1991? Uh, you, you got me. You got me. 25 years ago. Let's see. 25 uh, years that, ago. 1991. That, that 19, been, uh, I was on the team. You were on the team. So I was on the team, so I know that much. Bill Kruger was named the American League Pitcher of the Month for July. 4-0 with a 1.19 ERA in six games and five starts. 25 years ago today, you were named the American League Pitcher of the Month. I guess it just goes to show you how appreciative you were of winning the American League Pitcher of the Month when you had no idea what happened 25 years ago today. Well, I think if I, I just, you know, I, I wasn't thinking about, I was thinking more about big, bigger stuff. <laughs> oh, come on. Like, what did Griffey do that day? I don't know. I mean, yeah. those are the kind of things that sort of come to my mind. There were so many stars. Yeah. On our team, then, yeah, right. Uh, that it just wouldn't uh, wouldn't register with me, but but you know, it was uh, it was terrific uh, to have the year I had in Seattle in '91. I really got a great chance to play with a pretty good team, had a lot of star players, and it it, it gave me uh, you know a little tiny bit of history as a Seattle Mariner, and I'm I'm very appreciative of that. I'm appreciative for every day I got in the big leagues, and uh, it certainly wasn't something that anyone expected to happen to me. So. Uh, Nice of you to mention it. Yeah, you know, I you know I just have to remind myself times that you know I had some stretches where I was, I did all right. So uh, there you go, Bill Kruger, great stuff, and we'll talk on Friday. Hopefully, we'll have uh, maybe better things to discuss by the time Friday comes around. All right, buddy. That that would be great, Dave, because uh, they've had a good year, and it can it can be better. 
I feel like I've said that a lot this year, by the way. Hopefully by Friday we'll have better things to discuss over and over. All right, man, have a good week. We'll talk in a few days, pal. Uh, a pleasure, Dave. Thanks. You got it. Bill Kruger from Root Sports, courtesy of VenueKings.com. Uh, that lineup, by the way, that Bill played with, Edgar Martinez at third, Griffey in center, Jay Buner at right, Alvin Davis, your DH, Omar Vizquel at shortstop, Harold Reynolds at second base on that team, along with a young guy named Randy Johnson uh, in the rotation. All right, 440. Textimonials brought to you by the Gemini Fish Market. Whatever's on your brain, comments, likes, dislikes, takes, opinions, criticisms, recipes, book reviews, movie reviews, directions, uh, anything, phone numbers, addresses, anything you want. Jokes are all good to go at 49451. Fill it up next on 950KJR. Coming to you live from the Elliott Avenue studios of Sports Radio 950KJR. This is Textimonials. LOL, semicolon parentheses. Take it away, Dave Softy Muller. Right, 448, Hugh Millen, uh, one-third of the Husky Hawks, uh, will join us at 5 o'clock today. And then don't forget tonight, uh, coming up at 6.30, it's uh, Drawing with Dick. Is that what the show's called tonight? 6.30, Drawing with Dick. Dorking around with Dick. Dunking with Dick. Dog pound with Dick. Huh? I don't think that's it. So. What's the name of the radio show I tonight? It's at the Coach's Corner. Oh, the Coach's Corner. That was my fourth choice. Uh, the Coach's Corner with Dick Baird talking Husky football. Is that Kike Malloy on the show tonight? Is that right? Uh, Dick will be interviewing uh, new Husky defensive line coach, taking the place of Jeff Choate, who went to Montana State. Uh, I Kike Malloy on the radio show tonight. We'll talk to Hugh coming up next. And then, by the way, speaking of Washington, a guy that should have gone to Washington. Jay Keeps will join us at 5.30 tonight on the radio program from the Seahawks. All right, text somebody else. Brought to you by the Gemini Fish Market at 49451. For all your fresh seafood needs, check out Gemini. Two locations, Renton and Issaquah. All right, what's next? Anything on my mind, you say? Well, how about I just say you guys are the only thing getting me through this craze of a traffic mess. Whoa. Thanks, be boobop. You know, uh, I appreciate that, number one. Thank you, Dad, for sending in that text. It's very nice of you. Uh, say hi to Mom. And then number two, have you used the 405 toll lanes yet? Uh, they the new scare express me. toll lanes? I don't know what's happening with them. They- I don't either because I get on uh, at Bothell at my house to go to the VMAC yeah. this morning, and they give you, like, the reader board. It says, you know, 124th, $10, Northeast 8th, $10, Beardsley Way. Am I paying $10 for each stop? Or when I get on the freeway at that point and then get off, whichever one of those three I get off at, I'm paying 10 bucks. Did I pay $30 to use 405 this morning? That's what I'm asking you. And what I want to know is, is it charged on the on my easy pass that I use for crossing if, the bridge? If your car is signed up with good to go, then yes. Or good, is, go, good yes. to go, right. Yes, I, I have the same thing. I have the sticker you know, right, on my car. Right. I just want to know how much I'm paying. And if I'm paying 30 bucks, then Levy owes me 30 bucks. I, the, the whole thing, right? I just, it's, it's concerns me. I don't like I'm it. I'm not paying 30 bucks me. to go drive to be on the morning show. Makes me angry. Okay, I'm not doing that. All right, sitting in traffic, number one's a pain in the ass, but I'm paying 30 bucks to do it. If I paid 30 bucks, then Mitch owes me 30 bucks. All right, 451. What's next? I love when Softy asks for more testimonials and then does not read them. Uh, well, we can't read them all. You know, it's impossible that we get millions. You, 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 pe- you people. You people. Have no idea how many texts we get. All right, I'm looking at my screen. My screen only shows me 30 text messages. There are 900 pages of text messages that have come in today to the radio show. 
Uh, and I can read them all, but if I read them, then Kevin gets pissed because I was going to play that one on the air. I so have I really important ones like this one to play. Mariners equals poop emoji. Wow. I can't have you taking away gold like that. Did you see uh, what Apple's doing, by the way, with their gun emoji? I saw. You see that story? They're changing into a, like a, a water gun. gun. Yeah. I... Maybe Mike know. Leach is right, man. What is that really accomplishing? Well, it's just the, the PC police that run this country these days. Oh, my God. It's out of control, man. Really. we got to get rid of the gun emoji and replace it with a squirt gun. Huh? What's next? Replace so, like a hammer with a piece of toilet paper? I, I don't understand. Nothing that could cause problems, okay? You know, I can Only choke good on things, Kevin. Paper. Only good things, Kevin. What's next? So far, I have yet to hear you play a movie or book review. So here is a two-for-one. Harry Potter sucks. <laughs> I don't right, agree we, with that. We haven't gotten really a lot of book well, movie reviews. Well, just because I asked for them doesn't mean they're coming in. True. I, You know, I'm not a giant Harry Potter fan, but I thought it was all right. Okay, it wasn't terrible. Can I be honest? I've seen some awful movies, by the way, in the last 10 to 15 years, and I would not put Harry Potter on the list of the awful movies I've seen. I've only seen the very first one yeah. back in, like, 2002. I think that's when it was, and that's, that's pretty much it. Well, the guy that played Harry Potter, what's his name? What's the actor's name? Daniel Radcliffe sure. is, like, 48 years old now. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. You think I'm joking? He, he, he Literally, he's in his 50s now. <laughs> he just actually got five years older in the past seven seconds. Oh, wow. What's next? Are you kidding me? Right tackle who can't start for the Raiders. Brand new left tackle. Brand new guard. Brand new center. Brand new right guard. Yeah. Give me a big fat four. You know, I feel like we should do a, uh, was it Laurel and Hardy that did the who's on first r- line? I always get them mixed up with Abbott and Costello. That was Abbott and Costello. Are you sure know. about that? No. Positive? Dick, who was, sure it? It was Laurel and Hardy? You say yeah. Abbott and Costello? Yeah. You guys don't know what that is. I hell bet you $100 right now. I don't want to. $100. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking the question. Yeah, and then your question Who's on first was Abbott and Costello? I know. And that's okay. What I, said. I feel like we should do a who's on first skit for the Seahawks offensive line. Who's at line. left? Okay. No, what's at center? Who's at right tackle? Why is he playing right tackle? He's not at right tackle. He's at left guard. I'm telling you, this has got genius written all over. Oh, we have yeah, to yeah. do a who's on first theme <laughs> skit for the Seahawks offensive line. All right? All right. Make it happen. Stop yelling at me. You didn't mention Sowell. He was rated one of the worst O-linemen in the league. Yeah. Webb is slow and not athletic. Mm. Yeah, I'm concerned. Uh, Bradley Sowell. How about that? Left tackle. And then Patrick Lewis. That is your depth, boys. Okay? We talked about this this morning. If those guys don't work out, those are your options. Or Bradley Sowell and uh, Patrick Lewis. The most important part of that text. You didn't mention Sowell. How about Texty pronouncing it correctly? That's pretty good. How, How about, about that? Taking a step Texty. in the right direction. I don't, I don't mention him because I don't know a damn thing about the guy, except for the fact that he stinks. Okay? Good. And I'm just glad to know that if things go haywire with Gary Gilliam or Jamarcus Webb, that Bradley Sal rhymes with Al is our next option. It's kind of like having Nate Carnes as your backup option in the rotation if things don't work out. I mean, I was talking to Mike. I asked Mike Silver about this. I think Mike Silver was so disgusted he didn't even answer the question. Uh, or he was getting bugged by Aaron Levine at practice and didn't have oh, time geez. to answer my question. Is there a team that's in contention right now for a championship with a worse, a worse offensive line than the Seahawks have? There's no way. No way. Right? I mean, w- without even looking at it, no, you no know way. they're the worst ones on paper. No. I, there's, there's no. Ch- I would be stunned to find out that anyone is even in the same zip code. As Let me this. tell you who Jamarcus Webb has played for. All right, in the last uh, six seasons, Jamarcus Webb in 2012 was with Chicago. Then he was with Minnesota. Then Kansas City. Then Oakland. Now Seattle. How many really, okay? really good players play for like 32 different teams? If in two he's years? so great, then what the hell were the Bears doing letting him go? 
What were the Vikings doing letting him go? What were the Chiefs doing letting him go? And what were the Raiders doing letting him go? And then you know what? When he signs with San Diego next year, some schmuck on a sports radio station in San Diego, the whale's vagina, will say if he's so great, then what the hell the Seahawks do letting him go? It's the fifth time's the charm with him. (laughs) I can feel it this time. Woo! In the words of Dave Pearson, anything else? Anything else? Let's say M's don't sniff playoffs this year, likely. Hmm. And they miss again next year. Mm. Jerry on a hot seat. Oh, no. Hashtag 15 years and counting. You know what's funny about that? And you're going to think I'm lying. I swear to God, this is the truth. I was oh, thinking no. about this this morning as I was getting ready to come to work when I got deodorant on my shirt, which I hate, by the Wait, way. Wait, did you put, do you put deodorant, deodorant on right after putting your shirt no, on? No, before, but I put my shirt on and my, my shirt, you know, touches my armpit oh. and I get deodorant on well, my you shirt. you got to use the gel time. They can't. I have gel. It tra- still got on there. It's all white. It drives me nuts. Wait, it's white? Yes. I'll show you when I'm off the air if you want to oh, look at it. That's a bad job by but you. But I was thinking about this this morning that Dave Niehaus, when he called the 95 game against the Angels, you, I'm not even sure if you were born yet. When Dave Niehaus called the game, 18 long years of frustration is over, okay? Do you realize that Uh, we are two years away from getting back to that point? On that day when they beat the Angels and they beat Mark Langston, Luis Soho, everybody scores, yada, yada, yada. John Miller on the call for ESPN. Randy Johnson looks to the sky that are covered by the dome and bedlam. 18 long years of frustrations over. We thought that we would never, ever see anything. Well, that's as bad as it's going to get. That's 18 years. Dude, we're two years away from getting, from matching that. The worst era in Mariner baseball history, and we're two years away from matching it. Unbelievable. All right, doorknobs with Dick uh, coming up at 630. He'll be talking Husky football with his son, JB. Uh, Hugh Millen, speaking of doorknobs, will join us next on 950 KJR. How do you make a tissue dance? You put a little boogie in it. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.